the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What makes Rose Cleaners the best in dry cleaning? They do my laundry the way I like it. The wonderful customer service. Personal quality. I have some things I like done with my clothes that I ask for, and it's always done. They do good work. I just love Rose Cleaners. Very excellent customer service, and uh, they've made me very happy since I've been here. They've got friendly employees when you walk in, and... Um, they haven't lost any of my clothes in 19 years. Rose Cleaners, serving San Antonio for over 20 years. And now a word from one of our Bible Live sponsors. Our company is so proud and excited to sponsor the Bible Live. As a businessman, I have to make decisions every day about how to best invest time, personnel, and resources for the best return and results. The scriptures say there are two things on earth that will last forever, God's word and the souls of people. It's my hope that you, your family, your church, and perhaps even your business will pray about giving a tax-deductible donation to the Bible Live at this time. Together, let's expand this historic broadcast of the scriptures to other cities across our nation, a sound investment for both time and eternity. You can donate by credit card at the Bible Live website www.thebiblelive.com or mail your check for the Bible Live to P.O. Box 18888 That's P.O. Box 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 Hi, I'm Eric Galindo Training Director for the FSI Training School For individuals and businesses we offer certification courses in CPR and First Aid through the American Heart Association and also the Vehicle Safety Inspector course for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Courses are available every week for your convenience. Call me, Eric, at 210-314-2615. That's 210-314-2615. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. And Jacob, you know, don't want to leave the most important part of the program. I don't know how we've been doing that for all these ages. Right, Jacob? Whatever you say, sir. <laughs> Whatever you, oh, good. Good. The perfect comeback. Welcome aboard, everyone. This is Soapy. We're here for the Bible Live program. We've got some great questions for discussion and for uh, for your, um, you know, to kind of test your Bible knowledge. So we've got some from the book of Numbers. That was our readings this past week, the book of Numbers, chapters 27 through 36. And then on to 
Um, the book of Deuteronomy on into that uh, great book. Called the you know Deuteronomy means the second law. From the Greek, from the Greek. From the Greek, that is. Now, is there a different name for the oh, book entirely? Absolutely. Of course, I should have known that. Of course you What should. is it in Hebrew? Davim. Which means? The words. The words, of course. The words of Moses. Moses. He, uh, the, it's a series of what? Three, four lectures that he gives or speeches that he gives? Well, it depends on if you're reading the Protestant, the Catholic, or the Jewish, but that's the oh, Okay. Well, a series of talks, we'll put it that way, yeah. that uh, Moses, uh, and when he says the second law, it's uh, not really a second law. It's the idea that the second giving of the law to a new generation of uh, people of Israel that had uh, grown up now in the, over the 40 years since Sinai. And uh, so there's a new generation of men, uh, children that had grown up now. And so the, there's a second giving of the law to them and to the nation. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Is it, it's, I got uh, a real hard question for you. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. If, if. I'm, I'm glad John's here to no, answer. No, no, no. Chronologically, you're 100% correct. So I can't say it's a trick question. Uh uh-huh, okay. But Moses says, you all were here, you all saw it. Now, how do we resolve Moses saying that if chronologically, which you are correct about, this is the new generation? How can Moses say you all saw it? You all witnessed it. You know, it's such an easy question. I'm going to let uh, our board operator, John, answer it. John. It's, it's, John, a, it's so easy. John is bored. I know that. He, in fact, he he's told a me. He's board operator. He told me he's woke up several times and found the show interesting. <laughs> anyway, there we are. We'll, 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 let you, um, we'll let you instruct us on that, Jacob. That's a very, very good question. You, show us the passage where it says you all were there. Well, I was talking before I looked it up, so I'll look it up. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Talking before you thought about it. There you go okay. again, once more. That, that's in Deuteronomy. Y'all. Okay, so we have we read Psalms thirty-four through thirty-six. So we have a few questions from those Psalms. We have questions from the Book of Numbers as we finish uh, that uh, description of these years of wandering in the wilderness after their first intent or in the failure to enter the Canaan in, into the Promised Land. They were there all those years and. Uh, until uh, the, the that generation of men, twenty years uh, over twenty years of age, that generation of men had passed from the scene, and so now they are back on the eastern shore, uh, the eastern um, side of the River Jordan. They're camped there. Uh, uh, Moses dies. Uh, well, <laughs> he gives his lectures first, right? He doesn't. He doesn't give this from the dead. And then he has uh, Moses dies, and it's uh, Deuteronomy five nineteen. If anybody cares okay. to look it up, uh, they do. I'm sure Deuteronomy five nineteen. And Moses dies. They have thirty days of mourning, and then we see them under the leadership of Joshua. We'll see them entering in to Canaan. So uh, we've got a lot to look forward to as we follow the uh, the experiences of uh, the people of Israel. These people who are committed to and called to worship the true and living God, one God, uh, and uh, from called out of Egypt, and now we've seen their their experiences up till now. So that's where we are in the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy. Let me ask you a few questions from, oh, by the way, something else we might comment on tonight, Jacob, in light of these passages, Uh in light of Scripture. Um, There's 
several things going on, of course, in our own nation. We've just had uh, our presidential elections, of course, and that's not over. <laughs> that's still, uh, it's as controversial now as it was before the election. That is, uh, uh, Donald Trump is so uh, abnormal. He, he He's not a politician. He doesn't talk like a politician. And he, and you know, sometimes he goes out half-cocked and he just, uh, he kind of exasperates everybody in one way or another. But it's still a great, great uh, source of, uh, 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 complaint and, and frustration and demonstration, public demonstrations. Women across the nation, uh, just mi- uh, millions of women across the nation, at, at least, uh, different cities and all, as well as Washington, D.C. Um, so we could talk a little bit about that. My daughter had some really interesting observations about that. I, I Did she go on to march? No, no, but um, yeah, she would, but not in that march. She would, she would be more of a uh, you know, I, I, she's uh, committed to following the Lord and so on. But she had some real interesting take on from the book of Genesis and the role of women, the role of, roles that God gave to men following the fall of men and the part, you know, the childbearing and, and the men working and supporting the family and so on. And she had some real interesting observations uh, that we can uh, talk about a little bit of that because in all of the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy, uh, God always addresses that key in relationship of life, men and women and family and sexuality and so on. God always addresses it. And we, we I'm surely there's some reference. I was just looking tonight, uh, a question in uh, the book of Numbers about, uh, and it always comes up, about men and women. Let me see, where was it? Uh, it, it? And from the book of Numbers, if a woman made a vow of service to the Lord, what two men in different situations could nullify her vow? Which is kind of a thing that would, you know, I think women today would bristle and, you know, react, react to that. Oh, no, I don't want some man making decision. And here we have, if a woman made a vow of service to the Lord, uh, what two men, in, depending on the situation, could nullify her vow uh, uh, or get her out of it. it may be and even indeed, the uh, perhaps the more interesting question is why? Excellent. Well, we can talk. I'm going to circle that question as if I've ar- we've already given it. All right. We'll. Let me give a couple of questions from the Psalms, and then Jacob, uh, our resident authority and helper in terms of understanding uh, that that Hebrew, Jewish, cultural, historical, uh, linguistic background of the uh, passages, both Old and New Testament. He's going to uh, guide us and he, I'll pick some questions from the books of Numbers and Deuteronomy. I have a question or two from the Psalms. Uh, Psalm 34 was written by David to celebrate his escape from a Philistine king. And Philistine, is that where we get the word Palestine? Uh, It was uh, the best that the Greeks and the Romans could do. Okay, but is it related to yes, uh, the, uh-huh, yeah. the, play, the people, of the, the Philistinian people? The, yes. the Philistines came. They were very warlike sea, seafaring people. They came from across the Mediterranean, I think, over closer to um, Greece and Italy. And that yeah. realm is where they, they originated. Yeah, uh-huh. But they came down the Mediterranean and, uh, uh, of course, were prominent in a certain time in, in, uh, in Israel. They were uh, kind of... Perennial enemies uh, born sure. in the side of Israel sure. all those years. Uh, but David wrote Psalm 34 to celebrate his escape from a certain Philistine king uh, in his area. You can see the 
the story is found in 1 Samuel chapter 21. 1 Samuel 21, verses 10 through 15. <clears throat> but he wrote the psalm to celebrate his escape from that king. What is the name of that Philistine king? Now, that's a pretty hard question, actually. That's a ridiculous mm. hard question. <laughs> but some people might know it. You can always look it up, 1 Samuel 21, 10 through 15. Let's give one more. I'll try to pick an easier one at least. What is... No, that's a little hard to admit. You pick some hard ones. I, I guess so. These are all a little bit. Okay, let's look at this. This is a good thing for our era, for the times in which we live. Psalm 36, Psalm 36, verse 6, speaks of God's care for other creatures besides human beings. What, uh, what, what are these other creatures that are referred to in Psalm 36, verse 6, that God truly is concerned about? And cares for. So uh, give us a call if you know the answer to any of those questions, those two, from Psalm 36, verse 6. By the way, perfect segue. Excellent. Um, Perfection. That's always my my desire to be more perfect. Sure. And scrambled eggs, of course. (laughs) Um, But the, uh, you know, Trump is uh, saying that he's going to honor the American law because there is an American federal statute that recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Mm-hmm. But it was never implemented, especially with un, mm-hmm. under the Mr. Obama. I can say Mr. because he's no longer. Anyway, President, President. <laughs> uh, Thank but, you for clarifying that. I yeah, thought we but, had another news story breaking right, yeah. But no, but seriously, he's, uh, he's saying he's going to recognize it. And that, to me, is going to be interesting if he does that this week. Oh, that is an understatement. Interesting is just really a very calm way of saying what yeah. that would and bring. And the Palestinians are making threats should it happen, which refers to the Philistines <laughs> that you were talking See, it's all ties. Oh, it ties together. It, it's not over yet, is it? It's still going on. Well, uh, by the way, uh, today as well, as we see all these uh, demonstrations, uh, uh, women in Washington, D.C., across the nation, not all women by any stretch of the imagination. We're talking about liberal, left-leaning uh, women. Um, non-Christian in the main uh, o- o- overall, or non, uh, non-relating non in well, terms of I don't God. think they were from Maine. I think most are from California. Uh, yeah, that's true. But a pretty good number from Maine, too. Uh, but anyway, today is the anniversary, if anyone's um, taking notes, uh, of uh, Roe v. Wade. It oh, was on this yeah. date in 1973 that our nation began, we Uh-oh. began to see the Killing of an innocent child in the womb, most practic- most innocent human being could exist, existing in a place that was meant to be protected and cared for. And, and you know what? That's actually the final straw that broke, if you'll pardon the camel's back, uh, or the reason that the Canaanites got evicted from the land of Israel was sacrificing their children. Exactly right. And, and one reason that God eventually even punished uh the people uh, of Israel and, and brought oh. about Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian. It was one of the reasons Jeremiah, I think, says. And on top of all this stuff, you did this. It's something I couldn't even ever would have yeah, imagined. Never even yeah. in my head to kill a child. Yeah. But uh, here we are now uh, since 1973, 50, over 58 million. Uh, Is it that many? Have been um, killed. Uh, I didn't aborted it was that many. At this stage, yeah. Over 58 million young could have been potential Americans, citizens, uh, 
supporting us old retired persons and so on. There could be 58 million more out there in the workforce helping in. But we uh, we somehow our Supreme Court sought wisdom that seeing the killing of an innocent child as a solution somehow or other to something or other. Uh, anyway, they, these are... These are historic times we live in, and we'll, let's see what happens. Now, if a woman, we're looking at the book of Numbers now, if a woman made a vow of service to the Lord, uh, according to the Numbers chapter uh, 30, verse uh, verses 3 and verse 10, uh, there were two men in different situations that could nullify her vow or get her out of it, is another way to look at it. Uh, could uh, She was able to, to back out of that commitment or that vow that she had made, uh, and... and here, uh, legitimately, uh, here in the scriptures. Okay, Jacob. Well, let's see what you got. What questions well, did you find I intriguing? Have, uh, I, I have picked among your most delicately drafted questions. Oh my goodness, I didn't uh, know there were any of those, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Now, uh, first, I said uh, uh, you're number three from Numbers. On what most special day of the year were the Jewish people told to fast? That's a very simple Was one. that the only day that they were actually called? Actually, actually, this is the only biblical commanded fast day. Mandated uh, fasting, yes. Yeah. It was always optional, I suppose, in some way or other. But Well, you can always not eat if you don't want to. So well, no, I was talking about in, even in a religious sense. Was there? Well, you could, you could. In fact, that's how I identify uh, by Jesus when he says, and when you fast... Yeah, I think he's clearly talking about biblical fast day, mm-hmm. which is this day that we're going to talk about. Interesting. I'll have to rethink that passage in light of that because he's probably referencing. Well, I would think this particular day. Yes, uh, uh, give I, us a call. You know the answer. It's found in Numbers chapter twenty-nine, verse seven. Ah, there you go. Okay. Um, okay. Now let's do your numbers, number twelve. Hmm. Uh, in Numbers thirty-six. What restriction was placed on the new freedom given to Israeli women to inherit property? Answer, Numbers 36, 5 through 9. Another women question. That's a, it is, yeah, and yeah. I thought it was appropriate. Certainly But is. you and I both know that actually that's not the first time that law appears. No. Uh, well, um, no, I don't know that, but you'll make me know it. Oh, in you Numbers know chapter 36. You know it. I know more than I think I know. Yeah, actually, I used to work with a guy who had a great saying. He said, you know, I don't think I understand all I know about that. <laughs> that, that would really be true. Uh, from the scriptures, you, you, you peel off one level after another, and pretty soon you're thinking, wow, I didn't know that verse had that in it. Okay, Numbers chapter 36. Uh, so there's a couple from Numbers. How about a couple from Deuteronomy? There was a freedom given to the Israelite women to inherit property. But there was a restriction placed on that freedom, and so the, that's it is interesting from you know kind of women's point of view. Uh, give us a call if you know the answer. Numbers thirty six verses five through nine. Okay. Well, Going to Deuteronomy now. Yeah, well, let's do two short ones. Okay. Uh, your number. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Uh, your number two from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. You've already mentioned this. The name of Moses' fifth book is given uh, in the Septuagint. The Greek translation of the scriptures. But what does it mean? What is the now, word Deuteronomy I thought that'll mean? That'll be an easy question because at the top of the show you gave the answer. Okay. But we're going to fill in a gap. All right, good. Okay, you want one, one more? Question? I do. Okay. Let's do this one. Uh, let's say uh, you're number 17. That's a very fascinating question. 
And it reads like this. What commandment is given in Deuteronomy 6, 4, which Jesus centuries later declared to be the greatest commandment? And think about that. Of all the commandments, he picked this one. The question is, what is it and why? Deuteronomy <laughs> 6, 5. Ah, we have that to look forward to. I'm really looking forward to that, honestly. So uh, the, I saw another one that I, this is this is an easy question in a way. In a way. Um, well, no. In wasn't a way. There a, way. Wasn't there a senator from Hawaii? In, named in a way, in yeah, a way. I know. In a in a way, in a way. Uh, okay. Oh, here's here's what it was. Uh-huh. It was the number six. You said that my question was not factually well is that right i, I or that detailed. was that's when we were off the air soapy uh, uh-huh. but yes uh, we can shall i say flesh out your number six number six what was israel's punishment for rebelling against god and refusing I mean, to trust god and go ahead and enter and conquer the promised land when they first approached it uh even under moses leadership what was their punishment for not going ahead and entering in the wilderness? You can find that in Deuteronomy. I'm not in the wilderness, but into Canaan. Uh, I don't have a reference on that, do I? No, you don't. But I've I've helped. Okay. So what what was the punishment? And uh, and actually, I'd like look to for a detail in your when answer. you think of the word punishment as per your question. Also think of it as being a blessing. Another intriguing uh, contribution uh, yes. here. Yes, Landry. this is Sherlock Holmes and his trusty partner, right. Watson. If you know the answer Sophie to any of these Watson. questions, we, <laughs> we would be glad to get, take your call. What is yeah. that phone number, Jacob? Do you remember I it? do. It's two feet in front of my nose. It is 210-340-9585, All right. And, and there is a big football game tonight, so the people who do not like football may be allowed to call. <laughs> Or if you do like football, don't worry. We'd love to have your call as well. well. Okay, I, 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 I stand amended. Oh, just, yeah, I was thinking about that earlier today when we were out at Lackland. We, uh, we, I was wondering, aren't there some playoff games these days? Yeah, I guess yeah, there yeah. are. Well, let's do your number one because you got a, you got one of your friends online. Okay, let's let's. And give we got a, a couple call. of calls waiting. So let, oh, we've got several. So let's get. Let me see. Let me make sure I got these on. Yeah, do your number one. That's and your let's go number one. I believe this is Rich. It is. In. It is Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello, Sophie, Jacob. Good. Hey, uh, I'd like to answer, try and answer a couple questions. Good, good. You were Sophie, talking about the animals. I the buttons, but I hear nothing. All right, you don't hear? Uh, I hear nothing anymore since right. you fixed the buttons. I didn't fix any buttons. Hang on. Uh, uh, John will get us straightened out in just a moment. But, Rich, uh, Jacob is not hearing uh, anything, John, so maybe you can help him. It's either his headphones or his ears. One of those two is can, not working too well. Can you hear me now? I hear you just fine. You and I are connecting perfectly, Rich. Well, what reason should I participate then? Well, well, um, can you help him? Maybe out? Jacob is inconsequential. I cannot hear All right, let's, let's hear some answers here. Uh, we'll go forward, and then John will take care of... Uh, Okay, on the uh, animal question, Yes, uh, you were talking about special animals? No, not Uh, special animals. I said Psalm 36.6 speaks of God's care for what other creatures besides human beings, and you've just answered it 
when you said the animal kingdom, God is concerned about the way we treat animals. Uh, well, uh, I thought he said that on the Sabbath, a beast of burden are supposed to rest, too, along with humans. Exactly right. That's an interesting observation, Rich. It really is. The animals, uh, too, but, are, the animals yeah. too, are to rest on the, day, on the Sabbath. Jacob, I yeah. Yes, that, that is true. Rich is right. Uh, In fact, isn't it rich? Isn't it lovely? Yeah. Oh, animals no. rest too. Look like hey, yeah, the second question I'd like to try and answer is the woman inheriting land. Yes. Ah. I believe it's uh, only when her husband dies. Okay. No, I don't think so. No, that's not the answer we're looking for. Uh, okay. Wait a minute now, Rich. Don't well, don't that's rush. Partially off. right. Yeah, you're in. No, the I'm mad. I'm I'm mad now. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the ballpark. In Numbers chapter thirty-six, of what, there ballparks in what, New Jersey. You know? What restriction? <laughs> what restriction was placed? <laughs> we don't have a ballpark here. What restriction was placed on this new freedom given to the Israeli women? They were given the freedom to inherit property, but there was a restriction on that. And you're saying, you were saying, no, they were restricted only when their, oh, in a way, yeah. yeah. It was when their husband died, right? That, I, I, way, I could have swore I read that uh, a few days ago. In a way, that is true, isn't it, Jacob? Um, this is Rich? Yes, it, Rich because is. Because it only become, it was only applicable well, when the husband Well, it is him. true. Rich you know what? Yeah. Of course. The word inherit is definitely a giveaway because somebody has to be dead to inherit, right, Rich? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I was. Soapy, let's not criticize your you, buddy, Rich. You've done really well. You've had an angle that we hadn't thought of, and you uh, answered the question behind However, the question. However, we have a return ball being served to Rich, and Rich, it is this. Are you ready? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. It's already over with. Oh, my gosh. Rich. Was that the yeah. first time that law was given? Was uh, just, just a minute. Just a minute? Well, you got a 50-50 chance. It's a yes or no question. Or you can sing with the music. I, I, I think yes. The answer is no. No, it wasn't the first time, and Jacob is going to tell us where it was mentioned before. Thanks, Rich, for calling in. we got to take a quick break, and Rich, we'll be right back you. with Esther and okay. others. Thank you. Thank you. God Rich. bless you. Good night. I want you to meet my friends at the Laptop Specialist, pioneers since 1982 in serving the military, business, and personal computing needs of our city. Our ministry depends a lot on our computers, and whether it's repairs, service, upgrades, or even the purchase of a new machine, the James family and their great staff keep our equipment working, freeing us to do what we're called to do. Go to the laptopspecialist.net or call 344-4563. 344-4563 for their two locations. The Laptop Specialist. Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the Dollar family that's Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to drshelton.com or call 590 7878. 
Well, Elizabeth and I went to Flix Rest Lube, and our experience was fabulous. We got in and out of there in literally 20 minutes. When we went to work and we had got our oil done before, it could take us two hours. The service was very friendly. You can really trust them. They were super courteous. They vacuumed out the entire front of the car, which was surprising. I didn't expect to receive that kind of service. And their name is their game. Express Lube is accurate for the name of their store. And with 23 stores, there's an Express Lube near you. Nature's Factor carpet cleaning expert, Shayla James. What makes Nature's Factor better than the older carpet cleaning processes? Older systems saturate your carpet, leaving your space unusable, sometimes for up to a day because of their long dry times, plus leaving you with the risk of fungus and the dangerous chemicals left in your carpet. With Nature's Factor, our quick dry time makes your home or office space usable almost immediately, while our green solutions eliminate the possibility of fungus and are perfectly safe for your children and pets. Nature's Factor, carpet cleaning for the 21st century, 831-3535. Join Barry Bass every weekday morning for the KSLR Morning Ministries, including Through the Bible, Renewing Your Mind, Truth for Life, and Focus on the Family. Weekdays from 6 to 10 on AM 630 KSLR and KSLR.com. Download the new KSLR app to your mobile device. Take us with you wherever you go. Download it for free at KSLR.com. This is John Fuller with Focus on the Family. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. And we are back. You don't have. I love the theme. I hey, love the hey, soap. Uh, lesson of that song. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, and I want to tell everybody else. David, Harold, everybody, hang on. Please We're hang get on. To yes. you. Esther, yeah, hang and on. And Esther, hang on. Everybody, hang on. We're going to go right down the list. So okay. let's go ahead and do Stacy. Okay. Uh, the, I know this person. I think I'll know this voice. Hi, Stace. Hello. Hello. Uh, you sound like my my daughter, my third <laughs> child. I, I heard my uh, I heard my name mentioned, and I I thought I needed to respond. <laughs> no, no, it was not mentioned in vain. That's good. I, I you you really uh, tonight, I, uh, folks. As we were talking a little bit earlier in the day, uh, Stacy's kind of been thinking a little bit about this, the women's uh, demonstrations and all of that, and doing some research and googling things, and kind of. Gave me some insights that I thought were really very, uh, very interesting and uh, encouraging yeah. in a way. J- Stacy, why don't you tell us kind of a little bit if you can recap a little bit what you talked to me about today? <laughs> okay. Well, first, the reason I you know, said that is because it says I heard my name and I called um, Jacob. I think when you asked, you know, Dad, did Stacy March? Um, I mean, I appreciate, I, I understand, you know, Trump 
President Trump. Um, it was a surprising nomination and surprising yeah. election, and I, you know, so I can understand. And at large, I do understand women being confused by this, and especially with the language coming from Trump and with what, you know, the party says that they represent versus what they put up to represent them. And what, and we, so know of, on, what we know of his life. Right, his, what we know yeah. of, and, um, and so, you know, and so I, and I emphasize with that on, on one hand in terms of the possibility that I might actually join in yesterday's march. But on the other hand, yesterday's march, as much as, you know, I, I empathize and I understand that aspect, <laughs> they, um, I think the most telling thing for me or the, the thing that is, um, I absolutely, I just, I could not justify. One, they didn't want me. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they would specifically not have wanted me. They would not have wanted me. Um, specifically, the platform is very, um, not just, you know, uh, pro-abortion, safe and rare and save the life of the woman, which even at that, I would think, you know, no still. But uh, it is, you know, pushing for taxpayer-funded, pushing for de-legal, you know, de-legislating um, uh, and just, and so, and, and for that, you know, so it is, it is demanding more even. And, um, and I also... I think for me, the most touching thing is that these women, I mean, the last, they're not angry at Trump, really. They're not angry at the party, really. They're not angry at, you know, government or the White House. Yeah, this That's is the, this is the part of what towards. you, this this is is part of not, what you said yeah. that, that intrigued me. Yeah, this is not political, even though they think that it is. <laughs> this is absolutely, and this is spiritual. It is, this is, they are, they are angry at God. And uh, I think, um, you know, ultimately when a person is hurt by that or hurt by a party or the fact that this man could be our, you know, represent us, um, you know, when you are really hurt and you are really humble, you, you cry out. You don't cry out to the president or to the a government. You know, you cry out to God. You you cry out to God. You ask Him for help. And nowhere, nowhere. In fact, Cecile Richards, who is you know, right now the head of Planned Parenthood, in 1996, she specifically started. Uh, the Texas Freedom Network to directly counter, you know, what's, what's considered kind of the Christian right. I mean, they're not just, um, they, you know, they're not tolerant of God. Mm -hmm. They specifically do not want God. <laughs> and that, that would be, that is my absolute, and that is the worst <laughs> um, reaction. That is the, the, the mm -hmm. I, they might feel that, but if, if the first place that they should go, the first place that we should all go, that women especially right now should go, is not in direct opposite rejection of God and to the White House, but it is first and foremost calling out to him, the God who hears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I always think of Hagar. I mean, that that he said he is, he is a friend to women throughout Scripture. He adores and loves and saves and hears and sees and 
blesses and forgives and and uh, and, he, and, yet, and he moves on their behalf. Uh, and he moves on their behalf, mm-hmm. and he's a defender of them and a rescuer. And yet, um, and so that I think that's that's the hardest thing for me is seeing such anger and such confusion and such chaos in terms of the messaging of the march yesterday, the direction of the march. And um, yeah, it's misguided. And, the, the, you, hey, one thing hey, you said. Hey, watch that! You said misguided. Come on, <laughs> misguided. All <laughs> right. Funny. Well, listen, uh, Stacy. There's one thing you said that was so intriguing to me as well because yeah. it sounds like an indictment. They're angry at God, but you know, the, it would be healthier. And you're saying yeah. even a bless if they could even recognize that that the real who they are the angry real, at. Yes, right. because God throughout Scripture, He under. The, some of the prophets, David himself at times expresses anger toward God. And and when we right. are honest with God about how we feel and what we think and we come to him in honesty uh, to relate to him, that often is the beginning of uh, reconciliation and healing and, and seeing God do great work. But, but right. I, I found that intriguing, the whole idea that it's not necessarily... It, they would just even honestly face that this is a spiritual thing. And, and by nature, it's a spiritual thing going Hi, on. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Jacob. How's, how's your dad doing? <laughs> he's, he's doing great. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, I, I was actually joking when I said you uh, were in the march. I knew you probably would not be. even if you I know. But I've also <laughs> been watching the news or hearing on the news, I should say. Uh, that they some women wanted uh, march and they were not allowed in yes. because they uh, did not support abortion. So the group said you cannot right. march with us. Yeah, that's why right. they would not have. And it really is, and it really is such a shame. And that kind of does specifically, of course, I mean more directly go right back to this is a a, a spiritual issue that is directly tied, of course, to the origins of life. I mean, and and it became politicized in. 1970. I'm sure the seeds of it were in in, in the culture much you know, in the 60s and much prior to 73. But um, on this day in 1973, it became a politically just polarizing yeah um, yeah issue. The the, the, the and, question uh, of life. It's such and, a fundamental question. Yeah. And quite frankly, I was I heard I was listening on the radio and I thought, man. Trump's been president for an hour, and they're already marching against him. Just think what's going to happen after 30 days. My that, goodness. That, that is quite fascinating. But, of course, this is uh, – it's, it's, it's come to a head right now. I mean, this is uh, – it is going to be fascinating. And maybe God in his grace will move and maybe cause us to you know, move this into truly and generally yeah. what it really is, as you say, Stace, uh, a spiritual battle going on. Right. Well, and I think that's, for me, one of the um, most frustrating things as a conservative voter, I mean, politically speaking, is that you know, knowing that President Trump does not, I don't believe, have the cap- capability to present the the apology, the defense no, for life. The, uh, it, and, and so it's right because there's so many women that are not really, you know, I believe God in his sovereignty, and he is so much bigger than I am, of course, but from what you see culturally and what you're seeing, it doesn't feel like there's a voice for 
from you know me <laughs> and it made me start to look i saw um, on vox i don't know if there are any vox readers out there but um he they had there was an article that talked about the marches throughout history and they talked about yesterday's and some of the other larger ones and at the very end of it they noted the 1997 promise keepers march and it prompted me to you know go to that oh, what was that and and look at that and i mean and, and I watched it, of course, in 1997. It was before the digital age, and so the um, production of it wasn't easily mass distributed. Mm. You were either there, or you saw it on the news at the time, but mm-hmm. yeah. but it has since then been uploaded, and it's on YouTube. And I watched it, and I, it, I mean, hundreds of thousands, probably. I, I think they say it was about 600,000 um, men. Christian men um, in D.C. And the juxtaposition between yesterday's march and these men was, it could not have been more stark. I mean, these men, they got it right. <laughs> they were on the right path. <laughs> they were They were not, repentant. They were, Many of them they repentant, were, yeah. humble. Yes. Yeah. They, were at, they were in D.C., but they were marching to the cross, <laughs> mm-hmm. as opposed to marching to the cross and absolute. I mean, marching to D.C. and rejecting the cross. It was, and you think of so that was in 1997. And to me, you know, it's kind of the question is where I would love to hear from the wives of those men or um, the daughters of those men. The, those men who were there, if they had any newborn daughters in 1997, this would have been the first election that they were um, voting age. Mm -hmm. And it was actually until 97 was when they met, um, when they first prayed. And they did it again in 2007, and again, there were very large numbers, um, speaking of numbers. But it was just prior to 1997 that the tracked the numbers mm-hmm. of abortions. It was, I believe, in 1995 that was the peak um, number of abortions of almost 2 million. It's 1,600,000 abortions, mm-hmm. I believe, in 1995. In 1997 was the Promise Keepers and uh, now, in 2017, are the lowest abortion numbers mm-hmm. being recorded. Lord. Yes, I mean, still at about 600,000 um, annually. So, mm-hmm. But it, it, it is, um, I don't know, I can't help but think that, you know, those promise keepers at the time, they might not have necessarily known what they were doing, but they were... Mm-hmm. They were loving. They went back home, and they were loving their wives. They were keeping their promises. They were raising their children. They were <laughs> and serving their families. Serving their families. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that was a fundamental driving felt need uh, or uh, real need at least that was driving that move. Is that men mm-hmm. stepping up, being uh, godly, faithful husbands, responsible leaders of their family, and that that was the core. Um, the challenge of the promise keepers, of course, we know it was more than that. It was spiritual. I know a lot of men who came to faith in Christ during that mm-hmm. time, during that movement, and uh, the twenty years ago, yeah, and they kind of disappeared. You don't hear much of promise keepers now. I, I was right. Uh, right. Uh, Jacob here was coming. Well, where are they? Are they keeping their promises, and uh, 
that's what <laughs> right. you're saying. Uh, where does it go, and yeah. did, did it have and, an right. impact? Have they kept their promise? Right. In fact, yeah, there was a New York Times article in 1997. Everybody was sort of looking at this and thinking they were skeptic and sort of suspicious, and yeah, right, this isn't a political gesture. Surely, and they had a lot of women that would protest and against, and, and the men were just confused. Why would you protest? We are here begging, you know, forgiveness from God first and from our, you know, women who we've hurt. We are, we're specifically saying we are, we want to be better fathers and servants to you. And, um, but anyway, but they, you know, everyone was skeptical yeah. thinking this might be a, um, another kind of political arm of mm-hmm. the Christian mm-hmm. right and the Jerry Falwell and the Pat Buchanan's of it all. And never, ever, I mean, at least publicly and from what I've seen of those pastors, they have not, they've been, they have not, have not gone for political power. They well, you know, um, I'll say real quick, and I was joking, of course, we're riding the elevator coming up, and so if we mentioned exactly what you mentioned about the promise keepers, and I said, well, whatever happened to them? And I said, right. oh, I know well, what it is. It's just like a lot of other guys I know, they didn't keep their promises. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think. Um, Max Ivarian, Max Cicado was... <laughs> oh no, I know. Well, I mean, she, I'm sure to a degree, you know, that's, that's right. I mean, as humans, we, we don't. But the beautiful thing was they weren't looking to society or to women or to government as like they were looking to the cross. And that's the most important thing with, yeah, we, we are horrible at keeping promises as human beings. Yeah. <laughs> but who are we going to turn to when we fail? And, um, but Max Lucado was one of, he spoke and prayed at that 1997. And that New York Times article ended with, time will tell, you know, if these promise keepers are indeed, you know, doing this for the purpose of spiritual revival and, you know, life-affirming, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. relationship-affirming motives you know, for, for these men, or are they political? And I just thought that it's such a, I, I would love, <laughs> where are you now? Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll My we're question, here. 20 I, years later. <laughs> I heard from a guy, uh, Stacey, uh, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it, Stace. That's really a great insight. I, I really appreciate right, your uh, yeah, thank you so much. take on that. We'll, we'll go, let, let, I'll let you go, honey, and uh, I, I want to okay. we'll visit with Esther in just a moment as well. Thank you for calling. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Uh, interestingly enough, I got a call a number of years ago. Uh, in that vein, uh, there was um, a fellow who went to the same boys' ranch where I grew up. He, we were on the, played football together, and I was a quarterback. He was a middle linebacker. Just loved to hit. Very violent guy, and 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 frankly, to be honest, a total pagan. You know, just was not a believer. And uh, now, in that particular era, when we grew up, there wasn't this vicious uh, reaction and attack on on Christianity. Even those who didn't embrace the faith. We're respectful of God and 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 Jesus and you know and so on. They, uh, so he wasn't he wasn't viciously anti, but he was clearly not a believer, and that was that was his life. He was not uh, in, in many different ways. He demonstrated that. And I, I, we were living here in San Antonio. Oh, I forget what year it was, but it was many years later. Of course, after leaving um, uh, the ranch after growing up, and I got a call one night at our house, and and it was. It was David Combs, and he says, "Is this Soapy Dollar?" And I said, "Well, well yeah." And he says, uh, "Is this the Soapy Dollar that grew up at Boys Ranch?" 
And I said, well, how many soapy, <laughs> how many soapy dollars do you know? And, uh, he goes, oh, that's funny. And, and he, he said, this is David Combs. And I remember David, this rough, you know, kind of mean character, foul mouth, you know, a tremendous mental linebacker. You loved you know, kind of very violent and vicious. and You know, uh, since some people are listening, perhaps this would be a good chance for you to tell about the good qualities of <laughs> yeah, of the ranch. Well, of the, but, but David, of David was, yeah. oh, yeah, we, we all loved, loved him. He was great. He's a great middle linebacker, and I could tell you stories about it. Uh, he loved to hit. We, we avoided him when it came time for hitting drills, you know, when you line up to hit each other. We'd always count down the line, make sure we weren't paired up with Dave because he, he, he loved to hit. He, great, great uh, football player. But uh, getting this call, he says, he's soapy dollar. And so and he says, I just wanted you to know. I've tracked you down. I got you. Know, I just wanted you to know I've become a Christian. I've trusted Christ. And I, I said, is this the Dave, same Dave who comes and grew up at Boys Ranch? You know, I was kind of in my, had my doubts. Uh, but he said, oh, yeah. And uh, he said, I went to a Promise Keepers gathering. And uh, God has really changed my life and my the direction of my life. I, I just wanted you to know that all those years you you witnessed and you were a faithful witness there at the ranch. And I uh, somehow I wanted to get that word to you. It was important to me. And I, I just I was so thrilled and honored to get that news. And I, I know that took place uh, many, many times. We had a big gathering here in San Antonio. Many of the men listening, maybe even tonight or watching the football game, one or the other, uh, were involved <laughs> in Promise Keepers. And uh, that, that's an interesting thing uh, put together put together with what we're seeing today in terms of this the, this women's gathering with, with all the vulgarity and all of the you know all oh, the terrible language and the signs that are held up with the these movements. Uh, I think Stacy does have a point, a point though that it it is spiritual in nature, and if they could even recognize it as spiritual as opposed to just purely political or whatever, that would even be a a step that might even be positive. So uh, maybe uh, some of the other women in our audience can call in and and, and uh, join us. I think I'm going to go and talk with Esther, one of our uh, other uh, listeners of the female p- uh, persuasion. Esther, thank you for calling in tonight. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for giving me a chance to speak. And as far as uh, having heard what Stacy brought, uh, she brought a very good point up and, uh, hopefully, maybe some of these ladies, when they go home and see themselves and their sisters, uh, how they look in dreadful color, <laughs> they yeah. may change their perspective a little bit. It, I, I agree, it is spiritual. But uh, the reason that I called, and your friend David, having uh, called to tell you that he changed from, as you referred to him earlier, he was kind of pagan. Okay, then yes. he changed to... Yeah. A good man. Okay, that's my point. Uh, your other first caller, Rich, he uh, he addressed the question that interested me. You wanted to know what the uh, what uh, animal that uh, uh, God cared for. Yes, what other, what other creature besides human beings? Yeah, and he yes, mentioned and the animal kingdom. Yeah. Well, this about two translations that I looked in both say beast. Okay. And so if you would indulge me a, mo- a moment. Sure. Uh, use, instead of the word beast, use the word uh, uh, rebellious man, lawless man. Very interesting. Man. Jacob t- speaks of that okay. quite often. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. And, and I'll defend that position by going to verse uh, chapter 36 of Psalm, verse 1 begins, transgression speaks to the wrong within his heart. Okay, the first sentence in every psalm is going to kind of give you a heads up what direction you're going. So we're looking at wrong people. These are people that have not come to trust 
in the Bible, the uh-huh. teaching, the Savior, none of that. Uh, these are people in total rebellion. We can liken them to beasts. Now, it is true that Yahweh does love man and beast, animal, but there are some horrible people who really love animals a lot, and they will cut your head off and feed you to their animal if they're no, without a qualm of conscience. So you have... What, what, a, what, a, what a contradiction there. What an irony sometimes that people are so yeah. animal rights involved, that, but they yeah. don't care about children or babies yeah. killed in the womb or yeah. other issues that involve human life. It's, I found, I've always found that pretty intriguing, yes. But it is, it is so touching, the love that God has for humans, man, and for beasts. And you say, oh, he loves every bird, he sees even a sparrow that falls. But what if Yahweh's love was so great that he even loved the men who hate him? And he does. He hate. He loves the women. Or the, he, feed, he opens his hand and feeds every living thing. And that's even these people that go out in the street and make spiritual warfare, cussing and screaming, and you can't join them unless you're willing to sign on to killing uh, children, killing babies in utero. And to have a God that has this much mercy and patience, he said he's long-suffering. Wow. And he calls out, repent, repent, come to me, and I will save you. And the world keeps marching on, you know. <laughs> but, Esther, uh, I am yeah, deeply yeah. moved. What a what wonderful insight the two women callers tonight have had, both of you, a young a young woman and, and, and I'm, I'm and an old woman. Just no, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say it. Uh, a mother and a you grandmother. Uh, Soapy speaking. <laughs> I am a great grandmother. I'll have you know I have my third great grandchild on the way. Oh, uh, we're very richly blessed. My husband and I are very richly blessed. Well, I am so, so anyway, pleased. I'm going to let you go get your other callers. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, thank Bye-bye. you, Esther. Thank you. Wonderful. Okay, well, let's go on. Let's. We do have a, someone on the line of the uh, male well, we, persuasion. We, we do have I'll a couple on line. Let's get. Uh, let's bring up David here. David is uh, is on the line with us. We'd love to hear from you, David. We haven't really. Uh, we're getting answers to some of our Bible questions, um, but they we're getting a lot more tonight. Some great insight and responses to what's going on culturally, uh, even politically, in our nation societally. Uh, and and with a with a view from the scriptures, a, a, a biblical maybe understanding and response to some of the things we're seeing. David, you're uh, calling. Are you calling from Arkansas? Is that correct tonight? Oh, that is me calling from Arkansas. Calling from Arkansas. And, uh, what was uh, Noah looked out of the ark and saw. That's that's, all, yeah. Yeah, we, we have to bring that every every time. That's such an that's such a unique biblical observation that Jacob has brought us. That the only state of the of the United States is mentioned in the Bible. That's <laughs> well, right. What's on your mind? What 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 are you thinking tonight? As you listen to some of these questions, or were you responding to something some of the the ladies uh, shared? Um, well, I well, I, mean, I called to respond to your question okay. about. Uh, the biblical fast. Oh, excellent. Good. Precursor to that real quick, listening to the ladies, um, you know, it's on a national scale, but it reminded me of something that I heard about that happened today there in San Antonio. There was a terrible shooting there at the Rolling Oaks Mall, so I oh. uh, might encourage everyone to pray for those that were in I had, party to that. I, think I five, had not heard that. I did not hear that story yet, that news story. Did you know about that? No, no I did not know. All right. Um, do you know any of the details of it? Was it just an individual, or was it? 
not, not, yeah, not really. I don't know too much of the details. I just heard about it then. Some friends of mine live in the area, and uh-huh. someone else asked him if they were okay on Facebook, and it started coming up as to what was I going see, on. And I, I barely looked into it before I called in. Well, these things do have a way of coming home. It's not only way out there in the nation, but they come home to our own communities as well. What else is on your mind? What? Wait, did he say the name of the day? No, I haven't said the name of the day. I didn't think so. Soapy, one of us was actually listening Oh, oh okay. Uh, you were going to answer the question, uh, and the question is, on what most special day of the year were the Jewish people actually commanded or told? It's the only, as Jacob said, the only biblically mandated fast uh, that's mentioned in the Scriptures. In uh, Numbers chapter 29, verse 7, and uh, Jake, uh, David's going to answer that for us, right, David? This is Pastor Our Westhall. Time has Oh, I mean, the, we're a five-generation church family. Let me, let me, let me um, get us into that break a little bit better. We, we usually have a little bit of a musical preparation for it. Uh, can you stay on the line, David? I'm going to put you on hold here real quick, and then we will, um, we will come back. Uh, let me see. I think it's not that one. Uh, which button to hold? To hold. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. You stay with us. 340-9585 is the phone number, and uh, we'll get back as quickly as we can to the Bible Live broadcast. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. And we are back. Thank you for joining us tonight for The Bible Live broadcast. We are we're just uh, beginning a conversation with um, uh, David calling in from Arkansas, and uh, we kind of got cut off there. Sorry about that, David. We didn't see that. Uh, are you there, David? I am. We were talking about the what was this special day of the year? It was already a festival day. It was already a, a day of observance, and it really wasn't festive. This was a day actually of mourning, wasn't it? Well, of repentance. Yeah. yeah. So what uh, what was that day that that holy day? Uh, to kind of get the question answered. Well, well, so the day that you're talking about is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Um, right. The Day of Atonement. Very good. The reference that you use is Numbers 29 7. Uh-huh. And on the tenth day of the seventh new moon, you have a set apart gathering and you shall afflict your beings. You do no work. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of fasting, though, is not commanded by Yahweh. For the, it's more for of a tradition. More of a Yeah, for the day of atonement. <laughs> it's more of a tradition to fast. The, the word that's used there is not fast, it's afflict. And it's oh. the Hebrew word, anah, which means to humble oneself or to be afflicted. And tradition says that to afflict oneself, you fast. Okay. But that's not actually, fasting is not actually required. Is there a reference somewhere else, uh, Jacob, perhaps? No, he's generally addressing it generally correctly. The word afflict has been understood in the Hebrew to mean fast. Fasting. Well, it, it, for yep. some of us, it's for some of us, it's an affliction. <laughs> okay, David, here's a question. 
if you do not eat, they call it fasting. When you overeat, what do they call it? That I don't know. Slowing. Gluttony. <laughs> Slowing. Slowing. <laughs> Gluttony. Okay, one more question. Now, one of the questions from uh, the numbers tonight, I don't know if we asked this one or not, but uh, it's the one about... Um, uh, he said, I wouldn't curse Israel, but I advised the Moabites to seduce the Jewish men and worship Baal. And uh, I was killed with a sword of Israel, Israeli. You're going too fast. I wouldn't curse Israel, <laughs> but I advised the Moabites to seduce the Jewish men into worshiping Baal, uh, Baal. And I was killed with the sword when the Israelite, when Israel defeated the Midianites. Who am I? And I'm almost certain David knows the answer to that question. It's found in uh, n- uh, Numbers 31, verses 8 Can you help well, us? Well, you know, I, di- I, didn't, I didn't actually get that question because I think I was in between being on the radio and on hold. Oh, that's okay. No, we didn't ask it before, but I think maybe you would know this. This was uh, this, uh, this guy that was hired. He was actually hired uh, to curse Israel the, uh, uh, but, by the Moabites, but he advised... And he advised the way to to way to defeat Israel. He tried several times, but it didn't didn't work. But he couldn't curse them. But he advised the Moabites that the way to uh, defeat Israel was to get them to disobey God. And and he did that by uh, getting the uh, women Moabite women to seduce the Jewish men into worshiping Baal, that, uh, as you know, temple prostitution immorality that we was part of their worship uh, procedures. And uh, so they seduced the Jewish men into worshiping Baal. And that so was... So you know the guy's name, right? That was their tactic. Do you know the uh, man's name that did that? What was his name? You know, I cannot remember off the top of my head. And I'm trying to look it up. That's all right. We'll just, we'll just leave it out there on, in radio land, David. Well, anyway, and anyway what I really wanted to get to was this. Is, is that now, one of the princes of Judah, he came in... And he had this long pole, and he stabbed the man and woman that were engaged in uh, sexual intercourse. Right there in the And he had them dangling from this long spear, this long pole, and he rode through the camp. Now, David, do you know what that was? I do not. I remember the story. Do not step on my line, Soapy. Uh, David, (laughs) what this is, is that was the very first gallop pole. Oh my goodness! Gotcha. Where do you find these? Are these? I made it up. I made it up. I right on, well, I'm telling hey, you. Hey, I, I did want to comment on something else for you that was answered earlier. Yes. The um, the thing the 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 other the other thing that God cared about in Psalm 36, the the beast. Yes, yes. And by the way, the, I did the, misquote. I did misquote Rich. Uh, he. He actually had that idea of beast of burden. He, he mentioned that. I don't know if everybody heard it, but uh, he kind of had was kind of in line there with uh, with what Esther was talking about as well. Go ahead. Do, do you do you know why? 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 Uh, why? What? <laughs> why? Why God cares about the beast oh. as well? Oh. Because you can connect it back to well, the, all that. creatures. All creatures being nefesh, souls. Even the beasts are souls, the same as we are. We have souls, they have souls. Yes. We, we happen to also have his breath or his spirit within us. So. Yes, uh-huh. 
There was oh. a slight difference, but we are all souls. Yeah, the soulish a- dimension. Actually, of life David, is very is, interesting. Is, uh, yeah, David, you're right. The animal has a nephesh. Now you'll catch that if you read yes. it from the Hebrew, but you won't really catch it in English because it always translates. It's everything to the same word, soul. That's right. David, That's right. David's right. The soul for the uh, for the animal is nephesh, and the people have the ruach, and and the nephesh, uh, and the nephesh, the spirit and the soul. Yeah. Well, right. and when those are together, what do human beings have? Life. Uh, it's actually a neshama. The difference between the, the animal and the human being is you have not only the soul, because the, one of the, a famous rabbi, oh, I don't know, back in the 12th, 13th century, used to teach classes, and he used to say to people, uh, uh, how many people here that know animals are alive? And the students would say, yeah, well, you know, raise their hands, that kind of thing. And they'd say, none of you know what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this. You do not have to have the spirit of God in you to be alive. You can be alive. You can be a nephesh, an animal, but you don't have to be a a spirit of God. But when God breathed life into the animal... He, be, the human being, became a neshama. But when you read in English, a neshama. Soul either way. But really, so the difference is, so a human being, but an animal is alive, even if it doesn't believe uh-huh, in God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's alive. He's a nephesh, just as David says. But what happens is, when you got the breath being blown in, he actually becomes a neshama. So it's using is that the idea of the living spirit? Or, yes, or, the spirit of yeah. God. Uh-huh. So your soul is what makes you alive as a, as an animal. And the nephesh. And the neshama was only breathed into Adam. And then of course, Eve we all put was taken out of Adam, and then we were all descended from both Adam and Eve. And that is how the neshama translates from one to the other. Excellent. David, thank you so much. And there's several points there that we've talked about before, and, and I think what one of the things, was it Esther that was talking about the idea that we may be talking about beasts, beasts of burden and so on, but also... Uh, Jacob, a number of times, has talked about the animal of man. When when man rejects God uh, and we reject that relationship with him, then we we reduce ourselves in some ways. And sometimes it, when it's a se- severe and, you know, it's a severe practice and it's kind of definitive, uh, minimal men reduce themselves to the animal nature within them, just the, just the pure, selfish nature uh, selfish nature that within them and it, it's the animal is that am i giving a good explanation the, yeah, idea, it's, the it's, animal sure. within me yeah. you, you you know what you do not have to believe in god to be an animal to be alive you can be an animal and when we're talking about free will the limitations is the fence created by god in creation and you have your choice by your choices you can be a human being or you can choose to be an animal oh gosh c.s lewis talks a lot about this and uh, the role of, of in the place of uh, the animal kingdom, the, uh, the nature of these things. I remember in one of his, I, I don't know if you know, uh, uh, David, C.S. Lewis wrote a, a lot of people know the books, the Narnia Chronicles. They know about mere Christianity. They know about you know his right. uh, the, the four loves and the Psalms. I mean, great, great works, uh, tremendously helpful and instructive. But he also wrote a science fiction trilogy. A lot of people don't know that C.S. Lewis writes, you know, wrote science fiction. And one of those was about a fellow who leaves Earth and he goes to another uh, Paralandra, another planet. Where there's, and, and they talk about these kind of things and the animal nature and how even in Narnia, the speaking, the talking animals who have souls in, in relation to Aslan and to God, uh, 
they can lose that capability and they go back to being just limited to their just their animal impulses. And that can happen. Right. We we have that phenomenon that happen with human beings. I mean, we sometimes say he's just an animal. He's just vicious and, and totally given over to that to that selfish human nature. And um and uh, kind of lines up then I guess with some of what we're seeing here in the scriptures. Well, I, I didn't mean to talk. Is there something else you had in mind, David? We've got another caller as well waiting to come on. One quick thing before I go, Sophie, just for you. Yes. Uh, you, you call yourself in the introduction an Apache Gentile, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I challenge you, I'll challenge you to read Ephesians 2, 11 through 13, and reconsider that you're not a Gentile. Ephesians two eleven. Oh, <laughs> I think I know where you're going, and I and I'm ready to agree with you already. If I'm correct, <laughs> Ephesians two eleven to thirteen. I'm looking it up That's right, right now, and and uh, we'll we'll talk about it in just a moment. Let me run over and catch Tammy, who's calling in as well. Thank right. you very much. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Great David. To hear from you. I, I, I keep saying Rich, David. Thank you. Let's go uh, now. I know that I think I think Tammy is on this line. Have I got the right line for to, to visit with Tammy? Are you there, Tam? I am. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear from you. I'm I, here. We're, we're having such a great uh, number of callers tonight, you know, especially uh, you, the ladies calling our, our um, sisters calling in to give us their insights and their thoughts. Are you going to answer a question? Or are you going to talk a little bit? I about am. What? Okay, good. What do you got? I'm going to talk fast, though, because <laughs> I have several, and okay. I'm going to make a couple of plugs, too. Go for it. Um you asked you asked a question about the vows and the oaths and who could break them. Yes. Oh, good question. Okay. Um, I have to tell you that I started learning Torah from a, a Christian preacher about 12 years ago, and I'm going to put a plug in for him. His name is Rabbi Ralph Messer, and he has live stream. He does Shabbat services. Yes. And he's based out of Denver, Colorado. And my son, my Saturdays. son, is, yeah, my son has talked to me about him. He, he really, really enjoys him. Say the name again. Yeah, his name is Rabbi Ralph Messer, but if the website is Torah.tv and his mission is, or his purpose, yeah, his mission, I guess you would say, right. is to take Torah to the world. But Wonderful. that's one of the first things he teaches okay. that if uh, a daughter makes a vow or an oath upon hearing it. If her father breaks it, then it then it's broken. Otherwise, it stands. And if a husband went uh, upon first hearing uh, the vow or oath of a wife, if he breaks it, then it's broken. Also, oh, this wasn't broken. this wasn't something that. It was it was immediate. There was an immediacy to it when they heard about it in, from the very beginning. So it wasn't something they could be a, a part of for two or three years, and then say, oh, I, I can't keep the commitment." It was, no, it was upon the the father or the husband's hearing it. I see. Upon their first hearing about it. I see. Very. Not very not necessarily when it was made. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe Jacob can clear that up somewhat, but. No, when they heard that's it, they had what, 24 hours. Yeah. They had 24 hours. He but said they had they to do it. it when they heard it. She's uh-huh. right. Huh, but I, it was after they first heard of it, right? Yes. Is it I mean, right there in the context, in the text itself, that idea of 24 hours immediately, the immediacy of it? Is that in the context? I haven't looked it up. Is Numbers chapter 36, verses 5 through 9. Well, it's, it's correct that what she's me, saying when they heard it. Okay. Go ahead, Tim. Okay. Then, then the other thing I was going to, sorry, um, the other thing I was going to answer was you were asking about 
uh, the guy that um, influenced, that, that cursed Israel, but also uh-huh. influenced the Midianite women to seduce the Israelite men, and that was Balaam. Balaam or Balaam, yeah. Is, uh, is yeah, I, I'm sorry. This, I say oh, Balaam. Uh, that's all right. I, you, you, you're, getting the, uh, you're getting the, what did I say, the Gentile Apache version of the word, <laughs> Balaam. Well, no, I, 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 and in, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what Ephesians says, but but um, a Gentile is one that's pagan, confused, and without God, and you're definitely not that. <laughs> Thank you, David, for giving me credit. Uh, that's good. You've already looked that up, or, or you know that passage. Well, I, no, no, no. I'm saying I don't know that that's what Ephesians, but but I know that that's what, what Gentile means, yeah. is pagan, confused, and without God, and you're definitely not that. Uh, well, thank you, Tammy. That's, I, I'm glad that, uh, well... <laughs> I'm glad I, at least that, uh, I, I think I am not without God. I agree with you, but but it's kind of funny what he brought up there. Ephesians two. I'll, I'll look it up still. Oh, oh, is there any, anything else? now? You said about the women. Yes, you said about yes. the uh, the curse was Balaam. Yes. In fact, what else you got? Okay, my other. I have comments to make. Okay. Um, I I guess I'm going to differ um, with your earlier caller. Um, I believe Trump will be able to stand up and that he is he is in support of tro- pro-life and he he ran on a pro-life uh, platform. He sure did. Uh, exactly. I know. And I know that um, there are a number of Christian groups that uh, prayed him into office, if you will, uh-huh. and that um, I have it on good authority also that he has had a uh, a conversion experience, and that he is a believer. And I also I've read that, that as well. I've read that as well. In, in fact, there's some men, oh, some really godly men, um, involved uh, very close to him that are involved, and in, uh, they pray together, they counsel him, and so on. And I'm, yes. and I don't know what to think. I mean, on the one hand, you've got behaviors and things that uh, words and expressions that mystify me. Uh, uh, on the other hand, you have uh, there is this. And most of this it seems to be relatively recent, right? The, this idea of respect toward God or maybe the idea of, of, of conversion and trusting God. Isn't a lot of that fairly recent or does that go back? I don't, I don't, know, the, I don't know that information. Uh-huh. But I, like I said, I, I do have it on good authority that he had that experience. Yeah. I, that I, he is I, a believer. I, I've heard and it. And I, I also know if you can even, Jacob can say, um, he sent out a video, and a number of people that are in his inner circle, even w- before he became president, a lot of people in his inner cir- circle are are Jewish and yes. are are very. Oh yes! Uh, oh yeah! He's God based. Yes, yes, and not only his inner circle of advisors and counselors, and you know, his cabinet members, but his family. Number but, but even in his business, before he became president, yes. there are a number of Jewish people that are um, his that's, advisors. You know, that's to be expected, right, well, I was going to say, that's really uh, that's a news-breaking story, a Jew in business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who, Fancy who that. Be? Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's wonderful. Very, very good. Tammy, thanks. And then, Go ahead. Wait, one, one other thing. And you got it. Thing. You're on the I air. Was, I was... I, I, and I'm going to kind of. Um, Is that a baby in the background? 
No, I'm sorry. My my puppy is playing with her squeaky toy, and well, I'm sorry. I'm trying to baby hold puppy. onto it. It is a six month old. It's a baby puppy. Okay, well, that... she is. Yeah, she's six uh, months old. It's cute. Okay, and she's All a right. handful. All right. Um, Literally. but I'm trying to get her to quit quit squeaking on the toy. Oh, that's um, right. But I will tell you that um, I guess I'm I'm living proof of of a pro life person. I I did have a child at. 17 out of wedlock and um i didn't choose to have an abortion but you know i wish sometimes that um pro-life people and christians would put their money where their mouth is because where are the people that help uh women that that wish to have that wish to have the child um a lot of times they need support they need not not only you know spiritual mental physical help and there and there's no one there to help them but you know, financial, unfortunately i financial have financial support and, and yeah i i uh, i was the product of uh, a 19 year old girl who had a baby out of wedlock uh, abandoned at birth uh, probably because she wouldn't be able to afford to keep me and support me and uh, another lady found me and took care of me and eventually i found my way into a home for homeless and delinquent boys that primarily mainly financed by by christians who uh support the work of boys ranch and you know these now they're of course of course now they have a girl's town as well as a part of uh, uh the, the take care of young ladies and women as well now uh but you're right i mean there should be a constant reminder to us as believers not to yeah there's a there's a place for a moral stand and in, in, in culture and so but also taking care not only the women helping them but the the children uh, that come from that somebody would have to feed them and support them and care for them and love them and and uh i our our family we have a, a child born out of wedlock or, and uh we're all pitching in uncles and and, and grandpa and grandma and we, it, it, the family's gathering around we're we're intent on, on loving that young that baby that boy and uh so yeah you're right it, i but i think a lot of it takes place but it's not it's not government based it's not asking the government to to do that it's it's individuals it's uh, there are ministries dedicated to what you're talking about uh maybe not to the extent that we'd like or need to be but there are some of that does happen uh i, and I, think, perhaps, and I think you know about perhaps that. there are more now but back in 1976 there weren't a lot <laughs> <laughs> and you know that for sure i i get it i really do well maybe we're getting better at living out our commitment tammy that would be a good sign if we if we are uh and, and you you've given us a valuable reminder tonight that it's not about just being pro-life you know with quotations around it it's about living it out and taking the responsibility right. lo- loving the people involved thank you that's a great great word for us to hear anything else you you ladies are <laughs> you're hitting home run after home run tonight you're really giving us some really good food for thought and uh, very strongly biblical biblical based uh ideas and thoughts thank you for sharing that anything else no you're listening to the tammy show tonight <laughs> no i'm kidding tammy right, always good to you. hear always good to hear from you thank you for calling in and she answered some you're of welcome our, good night good night tam you she answered some of our questions too a number of them we don't have very many outstanding and we're we're coming down to where we probably need to answer some of these there one that was not answered was psalm 34 was written by david to celebrate his escape from a philistine king and we asked, what was his name? Who was that king? And uh, if you see First Samuel chapter 21, 
verses 10 through 15, uh, it was Akish. Now, the name Abimelech is often thrown in there to have been his throne. I think Abimelech was more of a formal, because there are a number of Abimelechs mentioned. I think Abraham knew an Abimelech. Um, uh, Isaac knew an Abimelech. And evidently, that's a title more than actual. Uh, name, I mean, right? uh, my father the king. Is that okay? All right, thank you. <laughs> you know it all. You just, every, that's great, Jack. Well, I appreciate it. I really do. That's great. A quiche, though, was his uh, what his uh, what his friends call him. My friends call me a quiche. I guess yeah, uh, that would right. be the way you say it. All right, let's see if there's any more out there. Deuteronomy, the name of Moses' fifth book. Real, real man ate quiche. <laughs> He ate quiche. All right. Anyway, uh, you kill me. The name of Moses' fifth book was uh, the book of Deuteronomy. It's called the Second Law. Uh, is the title given in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Scriptures. But it, it's not the Second Law. So it's the Second Giving of the Law to a new generation of 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 Israelis. Uh, and just and by the way, that does bring us to this correction. What was God's punishment for rebelling against God? What was Israel's punishment? God's punishment. What was Israel's punishment for rebelling against God and refusing to enter and conquer the promised land when they first approached it? And our answer here is they were uh, they were punished by having to wander forty years in the wilderness. And we know about the forty years because that was the number of forty years was the number of what Jacob the days that was the number of the days that the spies sent spent. In, in, or the these ambassadors mm-hmm. spent going into Israel uh, and, and and scoping out the land mm-hmm. before they came back with the uh, ten of the twelve said we can't do it they're too big they're too powerful and uh, it was Caleb and Joshua the mm-hmm. two who said we can do it we can God is with us let's go do it and so they were uh, punished by said forty years in the wilderness one for every day that the spies spent in the land and uh, until all uh, the answer here says until all of that generation died except Caleb and Joshua, but actually that's not correct, Jacob. Maybe you could clarify that. Well, uh, what it says in um, Deuteronomy uh, starts off at 19. These words, God spoke to your entire congregation on the mountain, from the middle of the fire, the cloud, and the thick cloud, the great voice never to be repeated. And he inscribed them on two stones of tablets, which he gave to Moses. 20. And it happened that when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness on the mountain, at any rate... No, it, no. So he's talking to... He's talking to everybody, but the key is he's talking to the, what you call the second generation, but says, you heard it. Uh-huh. So how could they hear it? Tune well, it was the women It was the women and the men uh, he's under talking 20. To, he says the entire congregation. Okay, go for it. Well, it's because the idea is that from the Jewish understanding, there's a spiritual idea that every human being in the world was really there. Interesting. The Bible Live is dedicated we'll answer the question about Jesus the and the greatest commandment. We'll talk to, to that next week, all right? Ministry. Thanks for joining us. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. 
You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help crew military minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.